We keep them down here. There are some simple rules which we insist you follow. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You pass them nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. They have their own felt tip pens. No staples or paper clips in their paper. Use the sliding food carrier, no exceptions. If they attempt to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes. Above all else, never forget what they are. And what are they? Friendables! Two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Hello, welcome back yes. to our cells. Mm-hmm. The lights are even on today. Yeah. A few of them. Yeah. So we're talking about Hannibal Rising. Yeah. A, a book, I think if we had Thomas Harris here, he would fully admit it's a book that should not be. I have questions for him, for sure, and a lot of them are, did you write this at gunpoint? Like, what's the dealio, man? Right. We talked a little bit about Hannibal being written under duress. Mm -hmm. This one has documented proof of that being the case. Okay. 2001's Hannibal, which we have just done on the podcast Mm -hmm. and haven't recorded yet because time's a flat circle, was a surprisingly big hit. Mm -hmm. And then Red Dragon was a surprisingly solid hit. Dino De Laurentiis says, I need need more. And Thomas Harris says, under no circumstances, I would rather be dead. (laughs) I, I I would rather do unspeakable things to a plutonium rod then write another <laughs> Hannibal Lecter book. Thanks, but no thanks. I get that. I, oh, yeah. I understand. Like, I love Hannibal Lecter, both the man and the concept. Sure. But I do understand, especially as a creator myself, having some type of properties. that I, I can see myself getting to a point where I'm like, the story is over. I'm done talking about it. I can see myself doing the fulls. Arthur Conan Doyle thing. Mm. And just like, I want to throw him off a waterfall. Get over it. You know, kind of thing. Uh, I understand that. Yeah. And, and but then he said, Dino uh, De Laurentiis owns the rights. Uh, all right. He says, I'm going to do something with or without you. Right. And he says, okay, fine. I'll come up with something. Yes. And so he came up with this, which mm-hmm. is. Something. The novel equivalent of. A poorly remastered deleted scenes reel on a DVD. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. It, yeah. This is all yes. stuff that feels like it was cut out of Hannibal. The editor came back and said, "Bruh, you gotta, you gotta scale it back a little bit." Yeah, he took his world building notes, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I have to come up with something." Yeah. And they're gonna come up with something else. So here's half of the book. I just gotta fill in the gaps. Yeah. Because there were some parts that I was like, I think he's actually into this part. And then there were some parts where I was like, Yeah. He's gritting his teeth. He probably actively has a migraine writing this. I think he he's the type of writer who actively has a migraine whenever he writes. That's true. Hence him only having written five books over 40 plus years. Yeah. Hannibal is a con- controversial book, but it has its defenders. Like Stephen King's a big fan mm-hmm. of Hannibal the book. It's tough to find champions of this book. Yes. And and There's I so can see why. so much of it that was just... This could be a two-hour-long podcast of nothing but Eris nitpicking it. Good, because um, I have seven notes. Oh, I, I over so Over many. an entire... I have several different episodes I can do just about this book, and not because it's good. It's just right. because it's provided me 
problematic material to rip apart. Um, even more so in the whole, like, haha, they're cannibals. Like, that's not the problematic part. Like, the the first and foremost for me is definitely the how it even starts, the very beginning. So you have this son of a count, the little rich boy Hannibal Lecter, who, with other than a couple of throwaway lines in the beginning, is pretty fucking normal as a kid. So the only monster building was because... Terrible things happened to him in the war. Terrible things happened to a lot of people in the war. And yeah. very few of them turned out to be monsters with the exception... Well, I mean, like, other than taking the Nazis out. But, like, right. very few children who were captured and abused by soldiers on either on any of the sides, really. Because soldiers frequently do terrible things no matter what side they're on. Don't become monsters. Right. <laughs> and so, yes, an incredibly bad thing happened to him. But, like, the message shouldn't be, oh, when bad things happen to people, they turn into bad people in revenge. And that's, like, almost what the story is kind of <laughs> Yeah. Coming. It flirts with that in, t- in too much of a close way for my comfort. Right. I would much rather had Hannibal be the creepy weird kid that even his parents were like... Something's, something's wrong with him. Something broken him. Yeah. I would much rather have a nature versus nurture thing with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think... But that was the whole ethos behind silence and... Hannibal is that there wasn't a reason. Now, granted, Hannibal right. kind of hints at the whole Misha of it all, obviously. Right. That she Something was... gave him an excuse to yeah. start being bad, but, like, he seemed... He just seemed utter... He very he was very smart, so, oh, is smart people bad? Is that right. what you're saying? You know, like... Or, and, like... But he just seemed smart and incredibly devoted to his family. Okay! Where's the monster, the monstrosity in that? Where's the monster there? Like, And, and the, the fun of Lecter is that there is a unhinged logical decency to his monstrosity. Right. And this makes it a very pedestrian thing. Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the, the hoary cliche of hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. it, it, that's what it reduces Hannibal down to. And, and just... In the same sense as like Michael Myers in the Halloween movies, mm-hmm. when he was at his best, it, it, he was he just it was this. Yes, yes. Origins were meaningless. Yeah. What would have been a great fourth Hannibal book mm-hmm. written at gunpoint would have been sort of the things we see in the first season of Hannibal, like uh, not even necessarily bring Will Graham back into right. it. Him as the actual psychiatrist. As the the psychiatrist. The monster that we know is hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Everybody else misses it. Right. We see it. And there's a little bit of that in this book. But yeah. it's not as delicious in the sense of, oh, he's playing some unbelievable game that only angels and demons play. Right. And we just get to watch. They turned him into Frank Castle. Yeah. He, he's essentially the punisher. Like, that thing happened to yeah. me. And now I'm going to be violent back to it. They they turned Hannibal Lecter. I say they Thomas Harris turned Hannibal Lecter into Frank Castle. The I'm gonna hurt people. Thomas Harris acquiesced to this. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. De Laurentiis Company made this wanted, happen. Wanted Hannibal to be a antihero. 
or anti-villain as opposed to just like i'm even okay with with an anti-hero and i think that's definitely what's happening in hannibal that's no that's true that's true yeah yeah Yeah. hannibal's more anti-hero yeah but this one is just sort of like i'm only going against the people that i'm like okay i want to back up the things i liked about this book and that this is like gonna go more into why i think it's broken i like the little rich boy aspect like i like the born into privilege money a certain amount of like privilege yeah he has he has a a family who loves him he has a a a cute baby sister he's got a lot of cool cultural stuff and as and as many hired tutors as his little brain can can desire he's he's got what he needs I don't like what happens to her later, but I like Lady Murasaki mm. because what I really like is that possibility of an aspect of somebody recognizing, my God, we have a dragon on our hands, not a person. Right. And then maybe trying to instill him a certain amount of elegance and like propriety yeah. to try to tame that whole, like, just don't randomly, viciously. Like, I would love to see a Hannibal Lecter who is so into, like, rude people aren't people, but like, if you're a certain amount of aesthetic and like elegance and kindness, then you're safe because maybe Lady Murasaki taught him that, like, like how to train it into him. Yeah. Or, or he starts as this unfiltered beast. Yes. And, and but then you almost get into a sort of Dexter sort of territory. Like let's refine him. It's tricky. And I don't think there's a good way to do it, which is why they shouldn't have done it. We're, We're trying to find the better version of this. Yes. I think it's, I honestly would have rather seen the further adventures of Clarice and Lecter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's... And even that, I think, would have a certain dramatic inertness to it, because where does that story go? Yeah. Like, is it Barney hunting after them? Is there... Like, does Will Graham pick himself up off a bar and, you know, two faces way through uh, (laughs) picking them both off? No, I think you're right. I think I would have rather the Chesapeake Ripper days. Yeah. I would have rather that. I would have rather had gone into... Also, like, they they mentioned it in Hannibal. They never brought it up in here. Il Mostro. They never talk... I start there. Start with the whole where he's like, you know, fresh out of college or still in medical school or whatever. And he's just like, you know, really pisses me off. People in love. Yeah. I just got up my first, whatever, whatever reason he has. I don't know. He's 19 and he's just had his first heartbreak or didn't have his first heartbreak. And that's also fucking with him. I don't know. And he just decides, I'll just start killing people because I can. I would have loved to have seen that and then how he gets to America. But instead we get this sad little rich boy who was legitimately tortured and abused. Do you know how many kids are tortured and abused? I'm like, that sucks. That sucks. But very few of them become serial killers. There's that. And it, 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 it's so banal yeah. that he he chooses to wield the same M.O. as his abusers. Mm-hmm. That seems like such a lowbrow thing for Lecter yes. to do. He doesn't even kill them elegantly. Right. Like, it, you'd almost rather them be just very terrible murderers just roaming through the Lithuanian countryside. But they're doing it because they are afraid of being trapped in the wilderness and having to eat each other so their fear is being eaten by eaten by another human being right enter and then, him yeah i yeah. would actually much rather 
a story, if we were going to have to do child Hannibal, mm-hmm. I would have much rather a story like that where you get the murderers who come across the monster. Right. Like, Hannibal's already a monster. Yeah. He may be somewhat contained because for whatever reason he's devoted to a sister he or whatever, right. but like he's barely... I mean, I think you and Chio described... Where's the line about the whole, like, you're like uh, a cub that turns into one of the big cats? I think that's later on. Is that later on? It's been about a month since I re- I read it, okay. so you've, you're becoming fresher. It's, it's either Chio says that about Hannibal... Or Hannibal says that about Clarice at the end of Hannibal. I want to say it's the first one. Okay. But yeah, like, like I would have much rather a story where baby Hannibal was already a monster. And we don't have to describe it. We don't have to explain why. Yeah. He's already a monster. Except the origins yeah. have nothing to do with how he became the monster. The origins is how did he get away with it for so long. Yeah. that That's the story yeah. I wanted. Yeah. And they didn't do that. Right. <laughs> and there's a lot more misgivings. Like, why did, why is there the whole banging your stepmom aspect? I don't know why. I never really saw Hannibal as romantic. Well, I mean, he's not romantic even... in the capital R way, not the right. lowercase R. Not, see, she's not his stepmom. She's his step aunt. Yeah, but st- I mean. <laughs> and not, like, step aunt by marriage. Yeah, but he very clearly for a while had a. You are a maternal figure to me. Fair, fair. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to argue my. I'm trying to. I'm trying to explain Hannibal's behavior, and that's not what we should be doing here. <laughs> yeah, that that seemed the least Hannibal esque. Because honestly, I would have thought. I thought that was inelegant, and I'm just like, why? Why would he even do that? He's he is supreme. I'm elegant. Yeah. You know, he does everything with elegance, and then it's like he banged your stepmom like freaking Pornhub. Like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, it's like, true. Yeah, like I thought you were above this, Mister. Like uh, the brain is, uh, the pain is just signals in the body, and so is all the other chemicals. <sighs> you, you've convinced me. I, I actually didn't have much of a problem with Murasaki, or at least the sexual nature of his relationship with Murasaki. But now, now I've icked it. So, yeah. I think that's I'm sorry bring... I ruined it for you, but no, I just was amazing. It's not like I loved it, like, oh, give me some more of that step amp by marriage action. I was I was more just like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Right, yeah. Because I also, I also thought on a certain level, I will bring that thought up after our commercial break. The commercial break, that will happen right now. It's time for Eris's Recipe Corner. Put it in your mouth. Yum. <laughs> All right. So today uh, I'm going to talk to you about, I call Penny Chili. P-E-N-N-E. Because it's oh, a penne. Penne Chili. chili. Okay, but okay. also it's like you do it for pennies. Gotcha. It's like, it's like a pantry dinner with the whole like, I don't know what to eat and I don't want to go shopping. So you just sort of. So sort of a chili three-way sort of thing. Yeah. But- Penne Basically, pasta. Basically, this yeah. is this is a pasta with with chili kind yeah. of in. Um, it's really fast. It is one of those. I need something fast, and I need something filling. I mean, I'll still do it in the summer, but it's a very good like winter kind of meal. I can I can sense it. Yeah. So big pot. I'm gonna do it all in one pot because fuck washing dishes, right? Pound of meat. I buy usually ground beef. Uh, if I'm buying, if I'm purchasing ground beef, I'll do it in like the tubes kind of thing, like the just the real cheap stuff. You know, you don't. It doesn't need to be fancy. You don't need a cube up steak for this. Just take a, gra- a pound of ground beef, brown it in the pot. You can add a chopped onion if you want. For me, it does not take very many, I'm going to use this term, like disability spoons. 
to chop an onion. Like it doesn't take a lot of effort or time or energy for me to chop an onion anymore. But if it does for you, you can skip that and you leave it out. Just uh, add in more onion powder. I add in frequently, I'll do garlic powder, uh, salt and pepper, obviously, you put salt and pepper on everything. Chili powder, I'll do paprika sometime, but like go ahead, actually add those powders, uh, add the spices in when you're browning the meat this time, um, instead of doing it at the end. I do a can of pork and beans, a can of diced tomatoes, about three cups of water, and then just under 16 ounces of penne. I probably end up doing about 12 or 13, more than three quarters of a box uh, of uh, penne pasta. And then I get it to where it's at a boil, and then I turn down the heat a little bit, and I let it simmer for 14 minutes basically until that pasta is cooked all the way through. It's absorbed most of that water and then it's done. That's it. It's really fast. It's really cheap. It frequently takes me only 20 minutes to cook. And if I do it right, it's good for like six servings nice. or, or like four if I decide I need like extra bowls. Penne, penny, pantry chili. And that would be Eris's recipe corner. Human meat need not maybe apply. We thank you, the listener, for listening to this podcast. There are other fine podcasts on partyapocalypse.com. I say keep saying fine, and it feels like it, my intention is to make it fancy, mm -hmm. but then I feel like I'm saying it, they're fine. No. Like, they're not great. They're fine. Yeah. They're, they, they are... It's fine meats versus, like, just okay meats. Right. <laughs> right. Fine Gr dining. Grade Exquisite A podcast. Grade A podcast. Grade A podcast. Your butcher would not be able to tell the difference. <laughs> On PartyApocalypse.com, there is The Holodeck is Broken with uh, Eris and myself and our friends, Producer Z, who is still on vacation, and guest producer Laura, who is watching TV at the other end of the house. Yeah. We also have uh, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show, Donna and Kenzie and Debbie. They obviously joined us for our Hannibal episode, Hannibal the Movie, which we have not recorded yet. As the Maturns with Z and Eris, the fourth wall in its entirety with practically everybody you might have already heard from on any partyapocalypse.com. <laughs> Come podcast. There's books, blogs, movie reviews, and Eris. Do you have anything to plug at the moment? Are no, you, you're just uh, get a library card. Yeah, look up how like what county you're in, or if it's a city library, figure out how to get your taxes. Probably already paid for it, so go get one. Yeah, a lot. Did you know libraries have like electronics? They have yeah. like la laptops you can check out. Definitely movies. Some libraries even have video games. Like it's wild what your public library may have. So go check them out. Get a library card. Check out a book. You don't even have to read it. You can just thumb through it. Get a comic book. Look at the pictures. Get yeah. a library card. Get a library card. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So we'll go back to our episode. Woo! I have completely forgotten the thought I was trailing off on oh, no. at the end of the commercial break. It was something... We were kind of talking about the whole stepmom aspect. Oh, yeah! It, it diminishes a, an element of the book Hannibal that I think was already a little iffy. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the whole stretch where he, he is obsessed with using Clarice to replace Misha. Yes. And it really feels like, I guess he comes around to the idea of replacing Lady, Lady Murasaki with Clarice. Clarice becomes right. the new Murasaki. Still yeah. sort of maternal because 
he's yeah. fixated on the human breast in a way that doesn't feel necessarily sexual, but if it goes there, it's fine. Right. Which I think that's where the stepmother energy comes from. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. He fetishizes the breast. In but a way not, that makes it deeply no longer sexual. Right. <laughs> it's like almost like original term of fetish, which is like totem or like a, a talisman-esque. And I'm like, <laughs> did you just turn this into a magic spell? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Hannibal? <laughs> if, yeah, if fetishism is a circle, he <laughs> went back around yes. and, and came out the other end, which is a sentence I wasn't thrilled with as I was saying was just about as garbage fire as you can get. There's that. And I think that I have used this phrase to describe something recently on a podcast. I can't remember what I was describing, and I can't remember what podcast it was. <laughs> okay. It may have been this one. It may have been something else. It, it is a casserole dish filled with uncooked noodles. The noodles are themselves fine. Yeah. But the package together right. doesn't isn't there. Yeah, if you had ordered this at one of those takeout restaurants. Yeah. You know, the kind that you're you, there's no sit-in dining. You just order the food and you take it home with you. Right. You would be pissed because it's not cooked. Right. It's like, yes, the stuff is there, but you still now have to mix it up and apply. I'm like What's the difference? Why did I buy this expensive ass dish from you when I could have done the same thing at a grocery store? Right. And put the ingredients together myself. The, there, there's a, a great pizza place nearby. I'm saying this to you, like, oh. I'm not saying this to the listener. Uh, hideaway, and you, you can buy do it yourself right. pizza, and it's on like the online menu, and you think that you see that, and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick the toppings, and I'm going to create this pizza, and they're going to bake it. No, no, no. They'll send, they will sell you a wad of dough. Yeah. And then oh, you can go do what I you need to do. I heard about it. that. I'm yeah. like, that's, and that's fucking wild to me. Yeah. Because if I wanted dough, I would go to the fucking grocery store. Yeah. And then there's like Papa Murphy's right. that, that will sell but you least, uncooked pizzas. Has it all done? All you just do put it in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? At least they did like most of the work for you. But yeah. I guess some people would be into that. So may, maybe this book has its audience. It right. is. Dough ball lickers. <laughs> People who lick dough balls. You heard it here Just first. Like unprocessed or un unfinished food. Right. They only they don't want it cooked. They want it half done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just they want to think about what it could be later. Right. And oh my god. Yeah. That being said, I think we've trashed on the book. Yeah. Almost enough, unless you had anything more. Because there were a couple of things I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, there there was one other thing that struck my my fancy, that mm-hmm. like struck my imagination, that, that didn't really satisfy it with the context of the book. But Misha's age was so strange to me. Because, like, her age didn't always reflect how she acted. Like, she was supposed to be two or three at the beginning, and then they spend three years hiding in the lodge. And when they eat her, she should be around six. But she's still very... Other than the fact that she's ill, she still very much acts like a baby. And, like, well, I, I think that's hang a out stunt- with six-year-olds. But 
You're you're hanging out with six year olds who are in a normal social, increasingly socializing situation. True. Whereas Misha's hanging out with baby Lucifer. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I just expect to be further along, at least in our cognitive development. Maybe. It just struck me as weird. It made me want to have a Misha that was, you know, probably a lot of it is I was hoping to have a Misha that had more agency than just the baby that gets eaten. Because especially by the time you invite a six-year-old, like, I know this, I know the chaos that six-year-olds can invite upon people. And I was actually kind of hoping at least some fighting back from her. Because Mm. she's Hannibal's sister. You think some of it might rub off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think what I really want is, like, an alternate universe where Misha and Hannibal both survive and they're both, like, little monsters. Yeah. I, I think that's what ultimately I kind of want out of this book. Which, hey, this book, like, it didn't give me that, but it gave me that thought, which I'm very grateful for. Right. I think there's a really great chapter where he and Murasaki are, they're, they're watching Faust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're they're talking about his schooling and how he, he he reads all the textbooks ahead of time so he can return them. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I like Cannibal. <laughs> I'm like, boy, you're, that's a lot of students are gonna really feel that. Yep, you know? yep, yep, yep. Uh, in fact, I like had the no- one of the few notes I had. Like, I really like this chapter, and it, since it had been a month or two since I read the book, I went back and reread that chapter. I'm like, yeah, that was a good chapter. <laughs> yeah. Chapter thirty-three. If in case you're wondering, <laughs> yes. you might need a little context, but then again, the plot in this book is so vapor thin yes. that you know, it, like, it's not gonna help all that much. Mm-hmm. I had. Probably 45 to 50 notes on Hannibal and about that many for Silence and Red Dragon. Seven. Seven is what I had for this book. Yeah. I had just as many, I think I did for Hannibal, but a lot of it was just sort of like, why is this happening? Or this isn't how I would write it. Or, you know, it was, it was mostly nitpicky. Like there, I liked the setting and the world building and I did like the characters. It is a casserole dish of unbaked noodles. I liked all the noodles. Yeah. I liked the idea of what they could be. I just wish that they were baked. Yeah, all the ingredients are there. Yeah. It's not a they, meal. They just, you need to mix it more. You didn't yeah. mix it enough and you didn't put it in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, and so like for that, the recipe's great. Yeah. I could work with this. I might work with this. Yeah. I've started rewatching Hannibal, the TV series. Oh, yeah. In anticipation of our episodes of that. Right. And I'm just a few episodes into season one. And there are bits of this sprinkled in there, like his period of, like he makes mention of his time in a boarding Mm -hmm. school. And I'm like, I I did the whole Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) especially like he, he talks about Murasaki a lot in season two. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I was raised by my aunt. I mean, he full on. Eventually the ingredients get baked. And you're like, oh, great. Yeah, exactly. This, this for sure, rereading this book. Um, only for the second time. I had reread all right. the three a couple of times, and this was the second time I had managed this, to make it through this This one. was the second time I've re- I, yeah. I, I did it on audiobook the first time. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, I, it was this copy again. Which, the audiobook was read by Thomas Harris, and uh, authors <laughs> reading their own audiobooks, granted, com has one <laughs> that is just that, but I feel like I've... You have some practice voice acting. Yes, I, I have practiced voice acting, and I have a face for radio, so... Uh, <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> shh, shh. I'm going to say Tom Harris is a better writer than me. I've, I've written some books. I, I'm, like, I'll, I, I can accept that. Hey, he got published. That's better yeah. than I can say. <laughs> he, he's, he's written at least two classic crime novels. Yeah. 
can't take that away from me. Okay. But I, I, I could read I, I could read a book out loud better than he can. Anyway, he for for doing this against his will, he is insanely involved in this story because he he read the yeah. the book. For, I mean, honestly, if it was me, I'd be like, no. I'd be like, I wrote it. What more do you want? You know, I, I wouldn't be. I'd be out. For as reclusive as he is, he's super involved in the yeah. story, and he ends up writing the screenplay for the eventual movie adaptation that we're going to do uh, oh, next. Okay. Which I don't think it. I don't think that improves anything. But it's an right. it's an interesting layer. It's been a long time since I've seen the ma- the movie mm-hmm. Hannibal Rising. I remember not thinking much of it then. Maybe have, I'll come back around to it. I, I know, know I have, only yeah. because I read like an old diary entry where I talked about watched Hannibal Rising finally. I can't remember. I must have blocked it out. Yeah. I literally cannot remember a scene of that movie. Like not one. I, I remember I can't even tell you with certainty who the actors were in it. I remember a few random beats of it, but they might have been from the trailer. Oh no. Yeah, I like. I know I must have seen it because I wrote it down in my diary, and I wasn't one to lie in my diary. <laughs> but I'm like, I really don't remember this. Yeah, so that'll be interesting when we get to that. <laughs> that that is coming up next time on Woo! Friendables, our last stop in the movie. This is our last stop in the books. There are no yeah, more. No more. I books. can't imagine Thomas Harris is going to write another. I, I I would not be surprised if Thomas Harris never writes another book. Full stop. Yeah, no, for sure. I yeah. I w- I would be shocked if he wrote yes. another Hannibal Lecter book. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure he would do it under duress. I think it, I think that was maybe the goal. That's why he was so involved in this. He wanted to like make something that was so received unremarkably that people would stop asking. It's right. it's the Indiana Jones Four principle. Yes. And I think I've talked about that. Yes. Have I, I talked about that in this one or no, last the, time? The last um, Hannibal book. Yes, 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 yes. Like, hey, you, you need to do this. When are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? Here, finally. Yeah. Well, we didn't want it like that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Indiana. Indiana Jones 4. And then uh, apparently, I have not seen the new one, but apparently the Wachowski sisters did mm. the similar with the new Matrix movie. I had heard that it seemed yeah. very like, stop asking us. Here you go. I don't even know if they were asking them all that much, really. I think it's written into that movie that the studio was asking because they wanted, you know, a Matrix movie. But I don't think the fans were clamoring oh, for no, anything no, no. after three. Yeah. No, I yeah. think the studio was just like, our copyright's running out, so we need to renew it with something or something like that. I don't even know if it's a copyright thing. Just we, this is a franchise. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it's good. It's worth, it, it, it's worth $100 million in the bank. And they were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. And Because yeah, I don't think the fans were really asking. I think things were fine with the whole, like, yeah. hey, you gave us a trilogy, it ends with three. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> I And I didn't even hate Matrix 4. And I don't hate this. Mm. Yeah, I don't hate this. I, I think the reason I'm so down on it is because it has so much potential. Like, if it was yeah. just crap, I'd be like, eh. I would I would walk right. away and wouldn't feel anything. The fact that like a it came off of an incredibly strong franchise and it did have a really good recipe. We're gonna go back to that metaphor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you didn't do anything with it. Ah! It makes me want to rearrange it. <laughs> it makes me want to like go back and try to like salvage what I can of the recipe. Yeah, I, I might do that little monsters thing. I don't know that that has like really like this whole like this whole last week reading this book. I'm in like all right, but what if? 
what if Misha survives? What if what if they just become like terrible together? Which maybe that's the because he wanted he just wanted a killer pal. Like yeah, yeah. he's always wanted a he's always wanted a friend. Yeah, he's wanted a sibling. He tried to get it out of Will Graham. He yeah. he pretty much got it out of Clarice Starling. Yeah. He did get it out of Will Graham in another version and right yeah yeah I I just like I I want to see what the terrible duo would do yeah with like like because also like how evocative is that image a pair of siblings devoted to each other yeah you know probably like I I I even like the orphaning thing you know sorry mom and dad but like and I know that's kind of a trope but like it's kind of nice like they have no one else in the world just those two or or now they're evil (laughs) the pitch is Count Lecter and Lady Lecter are evil themselves but in a banal way that the children reject like they are the Nazis Oh, yeah. They're Nazi sympathizers, and they're they they are they essentially open up Lecter Castle to be a subsidiary concentration oh, camp, which feels weird as I'm saying. And, right. and the kids see that, and they're like, "No, we're going to eat the both of you." Right. This is it. Like I I understand that we as a family don't have an attachment to normal morality. Right. Yeah. See, I. But this feels pedestrian why are you and they can't just kill them because that also would be pedestrian yeah you you must keep it in the family Mm -hmm. they must consume them Mm -hmm. like we can't allow your deaths to go to waste because that would itself would be wasteful and and inelegant so we will consume our parents and become the parents ourselves you could even have perfect book solved right you could have had that weird (laughs) squicky feeling that hannibal taps into so often like we came from them they must Come back into us. Come back into us, and yeah. then you get like, uh, what? What's the uh, the snake eating its own tail? Oh, Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and it could, it, that could be the symbol, and yeah, yeah. 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 It almost writes itself. I'm like, which, which we did this in a thirty minute podcast. Yeah. Thomas, Tom, Tommy boy. <laughs> we no. I know what you were thinking. It's because you were done with this series, yes. and you didn't want to be asked to write anything else. So you tried to write the most. Middle of the road hotel art that you could manage. It doesn't. It's, yeah. You want it to be as blase and unoffending as possible. Yeah. And somehow that has offended me. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't know if it even offends me. I feel all, a, a certain amount of sympathy for him yeah. and for being a millionaire off of essentially hey, two books. Yeah. Two, good. three books. Why do um, I feel sympathy for you? Like, little man, go write the book. Yeah. Or don't. Or just say, you know what, Dino? Go do your bug thing. I, I yeah. Like, you gotta cut me a check anyway. Right. Take the John and Carpenter route. terrible, I don't care. Because yeah. my name's not really attached to it other than the fact that I made the character for right. you. I jo- can just say, that's not how I would have written it. And no one will know how I would have written it because I'm not gonna write it. John, <laughs> just the John Carpenter route. Yeah. Like, he's like... Every time they make a Halloween movie, they gotta cut me a check. Yeah. So I think they should keep making them forever. Yeah. I mean, I he's writing scores for them now, but yeah. up until that point, he hadn't done anything in 40 years yeah. with the series. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. I, I don't give a good goddamn what happens. Like, just pay me. I don't care. He's like, we're gonna put him on the moon. Fine. Okay. M- sure, moon great. it up. Yep. Mikey on the moon. I'll go see it. Send me a ticket. In the I don't even know if he'd go see it, but he'll cash the check. He'll cash the check. Yeah, he might see. You know, I might bring a niece or nephew. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to see the movie I didn't make? Yeah. I would do that. <laughs> see the movie I didn't make. <laughs> I'm going to write 
We are running out of time. Yes. Do we have anything else about Hannibal Rising, the novel, before we accept that it is and that it's not a bad jumping off point for a TV Bible for Hannibal? Just right. Here I is who love Hannibal is. That this made Hannibal. Yeah. The, the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, I really like the characters in it. Yeah. I, like, the characters are great. Right. I just, yeah. I really, I, I, I wish there was more Chio. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's more. Like I said earlier, I, I can have two to three hours talking about this book, but like, it's just going to be mostly rehashing what I've already yeah. said. That we're, the you've things we're disappointed with. You, you've heard all the thesis statements that are going to happen. <laughs> all the abstract is already in here. Next time, as previously threatened, we will watch the 2007 feature film Hannibal Rising. Which exists. <laughs> it, I am surprised to... Uh, it, it do, I yeah. think. I don't remember it. Yeah. I I have very few memories of it. It was weird trying to track down a copy of it. It's a, oh. it's a DVD from the mid-2000s that just dropped off the face of the earth. Right. You would think it would be flooding the used DVD market. Like, you could just... Build a house out of Hannibal yeah. Rising DVDs. I wonder if they did a they didn't do that many pressings then. Maybe. And people are maybe them because they just like Hannibal so much they feel like they need to complete the collection. Yeah. Maybe. I mean that's where I'm at with some movies and, and, and franchises. I'm like, I don't like this one, but it, it fits with the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.